Welcome to the Curious Body Podcast, brought to you by the Pilates Foundation. The Pilates Foundation is a not-for-profit organisation that supports and promotes our community of innovative and passionate teachers. If you'd like to hear more about the Pilates Foundation and our upcoming events, visit www.pilatesfoundation.com or find us on social media by searching Pilates Foundation. Okay, hello and welcome. I'm Kat Ralford and I'm joined by today's guest, PF member and teacher, Grace Lily White, who I've known for a while now. Hi, Grace. Hello. Hello. Um, you may already know Grace from her most recent pelvic floor workshop. Grace is also the founder of Centred Mums, based in St Albans and now online. She has been working with mothers for 11 years and teaching Pilates for 12. Grace specialises in working with mums to help improve pelvic floor health. Her programmes and classes are built around Pilates, but bring in other lifestyle elements, such as nutrition and relaxation. She works with women at all stages of the motherhood journey and believes, as do I, that the way you treat your body during pregnancy and your postnatal years will stay with you for the rest of your life, which leads us nicely onto why we're here today. Grace, I know you've been working hard on bringing together a Pilates for Menopause workshop for our Spring Connection workshop weekend. That's a mouthful. Um, that's coming up on the 13th to 15th of May. And I feel this is going to be a really popular workshop as it's so relevant to so many of us as teachers as well as our clients. And um, I was just reading actually some bits and, you know, this is something that half the population will go through somehow at some point in their lives. So if it's not you, it will be someone that you know. And um, given that menopause is in the press more than ever, ever before, I think namely um, Davina McCall's documentary, Sex, Myths and the Menopause, and a wonderful second book from my f a friend of mine, Maisie Hill, Perimenopause Power, which if you haven't read, it has so much information in it. Um, so I was going to ask, what changes do you think we've seen generationally in talking about the menopause and the fact that we are talking about it a lot more now? Um, so I don't know a huge amount about the history of menopause, actually, um, but I think that considering so you know it's like as you just said so everyone knows somebody who's been through or is currently going through perimenopause um and then menopause and considering that i think it's a third of uk women are currently experiencing menopause on some level it's fair to say that we still don't talk about it enough mm. um and menopause is basically when it's been a year since your last period so it's not um I think it's kind of talked about a lot as if it's a a point and you kind of hit this point and that's the only part of it but actually it's a really um long journey to get there in terms of your hormones start to change a long time before you hit a year from your last period um and women spend about a third of their life in menopause. So the average age a woman hits menopause is about 51 and the average life expectancy for a woman is 82. So we have mm. this huge part of our lives where we are menopausal. And then there's also this chunk sort of, of perimenopause, which is sort of 
potentially from 35 to whenever your last period is. Um, so it's actually a massive part of our lives that's impacted by menopause and perimenopause. Mm. And I think um, it's something that historically we've been sort of taught not to talk about. You know, I know when I was a child, my mum never discussed her period. You know, she obviously, when I started my period, she told me that this what was happening in my body but she never talked about her period she never talked about you know oh, I'm in a bad mood today because I've got my period or I'm not feeling very energized because and I to be honest I'm not even sure that she knew mm. a lot of the you know I mean I'm a massive fan of Maisie Hill um yeah. like her book period power was just an absolute res- revelation to me um and you know and as a result I talk a lot about that kind of thing with my within my family. Like I have two daughters who know when I have my periods, they know that I might be a bit more tired at that time. And I think, I hope that generationally we are a lot more open about that kind of thing now. Mm. Um, so I think, and, and I think, you know, like you say, um, there's been a lot more publicity. I, you, you do see it on, you know, that you hear about things on the radio now, you see things on, TV um, and even like on social media, there's a lot of people talking about their experience of menopause. There's lots of podcasts, more books. Um, so yeah, I definitely think things are changing, but I also think it's it's still not really enough. Mm. I think like you, it, I've, you know, I think because of specialising in women's health, some there's a lot of things that I surround myself with. You know, say like both of Maisie Hill's books um mm. I was talking to someone about I, I sort of mentioned something around those recently to somebody who had no idea what I was talking about and I was like oh god I've just realized that not everybody yeah. has read these books like yeah because um, they're just so much a part of my life um yeah I think we yeah it's something that's really important to raise you know I think maybe it's not our responsibility exactly as Pilates teachers but I think that like for me, I know something that my clients really value about coming to my classes is that it's not just about coming and doing a load of exercise that we, you know, talk mm. about these things and we, um, it raises their awareness of things that maybe they wouldn't have thought about before. Sorry, I think for me, um, being a younger teacher as well, I've then been immersed in you know in general what is maybe an older generation of um clients and being told you know I, I as many books as you can read like you're saying it can't be talked about enough as many books as you can read you don't actually everyone's going to have a different experience yeah and, and that book is never going to tell you everything yeah. um and i think it's even with like the the period power stuff it's accepting you know, recognizing what symptoms there might be. And I have so many clients now that do say, oh yeah, you know, I think it's, you know, the start of a change in my body, which is amazing because they're paying more attention to their body. Yeah. And, and really understanding what what's happening. Yeah, and I think, I mean, for me as a Pilates teacher, that's my goal really with my classes is the, the most, the thing that I'm passionate about is helping people to tune into their bodies and understand their bodies. Um, and then obviously within that we do exercises, but it's almost the exercises are secondary to yeah. the, the um, awareness that, mm. that thinking about their body can bring. And I think like going back to menopause that it's, um, 
it's having, you know, when you don't have any awareness of your body, then these subtle changes that might be happening for, you know, 15 years or so can just happen. And it, and then it hits you like a ton of bricks um, because you haven't really been tuning into things. Um, and there's evidence that shows that women who have some idea of what to expect and have some um, sort of not necessarily having done loads of preparation, I don't think, but just have kind of thought about the fact that this change is going to happen, have a better experience of menopause, um, which I think is really interesting because it's mm. not, like I say, it's not that they've necessarily been armed with loads of information about it, but just the fact that they've sort of known that this change is even coming um, yeah. gives them a better experience. And I think, you know, obviously as Pilates teachers, we kind of, we do need to stay in our lane as it were. Mm. Um, but we can, you know, have discussions. And again, something that I think my clients really value with me is that I have a really strong network of people locally that I'm constantly saying, oh, why don't you go and see this person? Yeah. And I think that is just such a lovely thing to be able to offer to people because they, um, you know, there, there is actually so much support and information out there, but it's just not always, you know, most people's first route when they have an issue in their bodies to go to the GP. And, yeah. you know, as I think most of us are aware, that's not always the, you know, going to give you the results. The yeah. So, and what do you think, um, like the, the most important thing we can be doing to support women in, in the perimenopausal, sorry, years as Pilates teacher, what, what are the most important things we can sort of be helping or looking out for, for them? I think, as I've said, like for me, I'm really passionate about encouraging them to tune into their bodies. Um, you know, we're often encouraged to look outside of things. Um, we're often told, you know, when we're pregnant, what, you know, wait for your scan, wait for your blood tests. Mm. When you're when you have your baby, we're told, um, you know, at this point, you can now exercise without saying, do you feel like you want to, you know, do you, do you feel ready to exercise as opposed to waiting for that six week or eight week deadline, whenever it is. And then, you know, other times we're told our periods shouldn't be stopping us. We should be carrying on with our lives. You know, we, there's adverts showing people surfing and horse riding and whatever, mm -hmm. when they're on their period, when actually what most people want to do is snuggle up and chill out. And, you know, so we're kind of constantly told to look to, we're constantly given these messages around our bodies mm -hmm. and, like I said, I'm I'm really passionate about encouraging people to tune into themselves and to be doing what feels good rather than what they think they should be doing. Um, yeah. However, I, I also think that there are a few, you know, when it comes to menopause, um, there are a lot of things that we as Pilates teachers do without even really realising how important they are in terms of this kind of life phase. You know, big, big sort of... Um, discussion points around menopause and big symptoms that people can experience include things like pelvic health which pilates can be incredible for if it's taught mm. in, in a pelvic health friendly way bone health is um, a big part of menopause and you know loading your bones strength training improving your balance improving flexibility um we're also in menopause because of the hormonal changes that happen often people really stiffen up so again yeah. like getting the fascia moving and getting our bodies moving all of you know we're without even if you know nothing about menopause as a pilates teacher if you're teaching menopausal women you are benefiting them 
already without even knowing huge amounts about it, which is brilliant. Um, but then obviously, you know, the more you know about it, the more you can pass on to them. And like I said, I think for me, um, it's, you know, we need to know what we're qualified for and what we're not, yeah. um, because it's really important that we're not going around to giving sort of um, unwarranted yeah. advice, but just, you know, raising people's awareness of the fact that their stress levels and their alcohol intake and their diet can all have a huge impact on what's going on in their hormones. So even if you're not, you know, even if you don't have training in other areas, you can kind of put little snippets of information that's that's just kind of yes. general general chit chat really um and then when if you know you know i mean diet is absolutely huge in terms of your hormone mm. health so if you know if you've got a client who's having huge problems within their menopause um referring them to a nutritional therapist or nutritionist um is a really really great idea because that can i think diet you know however however well you're looking after your body in other ways if your diet is not supporting you you know what hormones are massively impacted by cholesterol um if you don't have enough fat in your diet your hormones won't be balanced in the in the mm -hmm. way that you want them to be so and you know as i think don't know so much about our generation but definitely say like my mum's generation she used to eat so much low fat food and yeah um, you know all of things that hopefully now we're a bit more aware of but again I don't know how much everyone's aware of that um yes. so just pointing people in the right direction about getting that nutrition support can be really helpful and even stress as well and and the breath work that we use within Pilates for some people I always have a client that jokes that I should run a nap class where she just comes and she gets a moment to lay down you know and, and breathe but even if they get that moment say at the beginning maybe the end of the class it's a moment that they don't necessarily get to have at home yeah um, 100%. yeah as well as you know I guess sleep too and um I mean, having children at that bit later in life, you know, we're having children at the age where you're then moving into perimenopause years and deal still dealing with children as well as, you know, and dealing with this change that's um, either coming up or maybe starting to happen and recognizing that something is changing and that it's not necessarily I mean it's not the best word but it's not necessarily normal to your body that there is a shift there's a change happening yeah and I think as well another really key point around stress is the fact that if you know people when they have children that bit later they're often also looking after parents at the same time so yeah. we're kind of this potentially like a bit of a sandwich generation where you know parents are living for longer we're having that responsibility on top of the responsibility of, and you know, even if you don't have children, you know, even if you have your children in your late twenties, you're still, by the time you're heading at least to perimenopause, going to be dealing with teenagers and, yeah. you know, and potentially again, while dealing with older parents and there's a lot. And, and, and also women now are often working in a time, you know, once upon a time, maybe their responsibility was as the caregiver, so, you know, they were looking after the children, looking after the parents, but that was their sole responsibility. Whereas now also holding down potentially very demanding jobs, yeah. that is really a lot to ask of somebody. And 
So managing stress levels is absolutely huge. And mm. one of the things that I think is really key and also really, um, really vital again in, in, like, in our role, like just kind of feeding in the sort of little bits of, you know, so you're, it's great that you're doing this Pilates class do you do anything else for yourself through the week? Like, you know, because mm. I, I know, I'm sure you're probably the same. I have a couple of clients who I know it's the only thing, like, you know, they yeah. arrive in class and they literally collapse on the floor and um, they don't, you know, they almost, like you say, don't want to move. They just want to yeah. lie on the floor. They need a moment um, of stillness. <laughs> yeah. yeah, which is fine. And obviously, you know, hopefully we can facilitate that in our classes. Um but I think like just I guess just sort of making a point of saying like the rule is you come in and you lie down for five minutes and mm. you just allow your nervous system as opposed to them yeah. feeling like they shouldn't be doing that. Um, yeah. And then just seeing how you can feed it in to, you know, could you can you I mean, I, there's an amazing book that I wanted to mention, which is called Burnout um, by Emily and Amelia Nagoski. And um, they talk about lots of different strategies to balance the stress cycle. Um, and it's even also things like, you know, um, historically, we, you know, we have these fight or flight hormones through our bodies. And, you know, if once upon a time, those hormones meant that we were in danger, you know, yeah. like physical danger, need to run away from a saber toothed tiger or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. Whereas now it might be reading an email that, that gives us that, that stress yeah. response. And, because we don't physically process that stress response, the stress remains in our body. Um, and one thing, I, there's um, another Pilates teacher, um, am I allowed to talk about her? She's not a Pilates Foundation teacher. Good, <laughs> I think that's okay. Yeah, um, she's Pilates at your desk. Um, she, mm. And she does loads of shaking out in her classes. Um, and that's something that I think is a really good thing to do with your clients is just to get them to shake. And it's, you know, like my dog, when he gets, when something, you know, if he mm -hmm. runs into a big dog at the park after he leaves, he'll have a big shake out. And that's kind of what we need to be doing with our bodies to to um, complete the stress cycle. So, again, yeah. like fitting, fitting that into your classes, but also telling your clients about that. Um, one of my clients emailed me because I'd been talking about that in class when I read that book. And then she was like, oh, my God, my kids are really stressing me out. And I just went <laughs> to my whole body. Yeah. And I immediately felt better. Thank you so much. Um, and I was so pleased because I think, you know, again, it's not, you know, it's just stuff that you can chat about and it can become something that's really, really helpful for people. It's almost like giving them permission to do that. You can you yeah. can go and just shake it out or dance it out or scream it out or whatever you need to do. <laughs> whatever we all need to do. Um, so, Grace, to give us a bit of insight into what we can expect in your workshop. Is there anything you feel we all need to know about the hormonal change women go through? And um, what, we've mentioned it a little bit, actually, but what that can mean um, for women's bodies? Yeah, this is such a huge question. Yeah. Um, <laughs> like in the three hour workshop, I was like, oh, God, I could literally spend the whole three hours just talking about this. Um, yeah. So but sort of in a in a very brief summary in perimenopause, your sex hormones all start to decline. And that decline has a huge, you know, particularly the decline of estrogen, like or estrogen. Estrogen um, has so many really important properties, and like all the, like it, it does a lot of kind of brings a lot of positivity to us. Like it makes our skin sort of 
um, fresher. It makes our brains work. You know, our, our brain cells literally have estrogen receptors in them. Um, it has anti-inflammatory properties. It impacts the elasticity in our tissues. Mm. It has, it just, it basically every single system in our body um, is impacted by our bone health as well. Um, so when that starts to decline, we, it, you know, it, it changes how our body's working. And then the other thing that you've kind of also got alongside that is that progesterone declines quite steadily over a long period of time. So you can end up with um, more estrogen than progesterone or, or like a bit of an mm. estrogen dominance. And that estrogen dominance can, it sounds, it's a bit complicated again, because there's different types of estrogen and, you if you have more of one type of estrogen then that dominance can start to cause problems and cause like more period pain and different issues as you go as you're going through perimenopause um so but i, I guess kind of to try and cut it short mm -hmm. those all of the um, symptoms that people talk about when it comes to menopause are caused by those changes in hormones um and we, it is, I think, important to flag that those changes are normal and we should kind of embrace mm. our changing skin and not worry about the wrinkles and the sagginess and so on and kind of be accepting of the fact that that's how our bodies need to change as we age and that's okay. Um, but then also knowing that there is a lot that you can do to support your hormonal health. And so it's not that you're trying to stop the decline you're not going to stop the decline it's a perfectly natural thing to happen mm. but how you're living your life is going to impact how smoothly that decline goes and what kind of symptoms you're likely to experience so that's again when it comes into you know your stress levels your nutrition um your movement patterns all of the kind of you know stuff that is pretty much you know we all know how best to look after our bodies but it's can be easy to forget about it and there's a kind of a few key elements that i talk about in my programs um and those are sleep gut and bowel health nutrition and hydration movement pelvic floor and bone health stress management and self-regulation and then one thing that i'm really think is so so important is like joy and creativity and passion and fun. And I think mm. people kind of talk about this later stage of life as being, a, you know, nobody wants to get to menopause for some reason, but actually yeah. it can, it can bring you a whole new lease of life. Like when your hormones change, the kind of nurturing hormones that we have in our younger years, we get, we become a bit more masculine in, in our hormonal balance and we therefore basically care less about you know everything else that's going on around us and I don't and I think that can be a really positive you know and thing to look forward to which is that you know you kind of can be a bit more worried about yourself as opposed to the kids and the parents and the you know other people that you've taken on a caring or you that you may have taken on a caring role for um and for me, I find that quite exciting to think about, yeah. about right. that. <laughs> and that, you know, if you can find, I think as well, you know, and again, obviously not everybody has kids, but for, for the women that do, 
um, you know, if the kids have then left home in those menopausal years, that again can be seen as a source of, you know, well, what do I do with myself? But actually that can be the, the time when you find your, your passion and your purpose and what does bring Amazing. you joy as opposed to, you know, it being based around, you know, because, you know, kids bring joy, but they also bring a lot of stress and heartache and, um, you know, um, mental load. And so once you're free of those things, like, you know, what what are you going to use to fill up your time? What what are you going to, um, you know, I think, again, like in terms of career, people might sort of feel like by 50, you're coming to the end of your career. But what if you retrain and do something, mm. you know, fi- find a new spark? Um, you find or, what you've really been looking for. That yeah, whole, or that like whole, start volunteering yeah. or do it, mm. you know, there's there's just so many different things that you can do to bring yourself that purpose and that passion um and I think that when you've got those things a lot of the other things will also fall into place a little bit um I think you know when there's um I don't know if I'll be able to remember the statistics off the top of my head but um I think I want to say it was a third of women in menopause um experience some level of depression um And oh, hang on, here we go. I've got the statistic here. So in the general population, there's a 7% um, rate of depression. In peri and postmenopausal women, it varies between 12% and 36% rate of depression, which, you know, is a, a huge number. Um, and that is, again, partly hormonal, um, but also with, like I said, all these different factors that potentially people are dealing with in this while they also deal with all these these huge changes that are happening in their bodies makes it feel like actually you can understand why people are struggling because it's a you know it's not only are your like life is quite hard potentially yeah. at this stage and then you're also adding in the hormonal changes that make it even harder um but by focusing on all of those elements making sure that you're getting enough sleep you know sleep hygiene is an issue i think for most people um mm and you know our nutrition and whether we're moving enough all of these different things can really come together to give you a much better hormone hormonal balance and then give you hopefully a more positive experience alongside that yeah I think um we were saying before as well just in the work that you're doing even with like pre and postnatal work and um actually just taking into consideration even from a young age what might come in the future and you know osteoporosis doesn't happen overnight um none of this really happens overnight but um just being aware and learning that little bit about what you know can potentially come up i feel like with what you've said in your workshop I think there's just like you say there is just so much that you could include but it's just given like those little snippets of information but I really like the you know where you were saying about the um the particular factors that are involved so like the sleep the gut and bowel health your movement and actually in the principles of Pilates that actually covers a lot of those things. Okay, we can't dictate what people eat and drink all the time or, you know, what their life is bringing to them, but just giving them the toolkit to recognize that these things could be having an impact as well as 
doing Pilates and having, you know, moving your body and like coming home to your body and really realizing what your body can do for you. And actually, I, I was just finding it on my phone, um, a client this morning, just in some of the bits that you said there, Grace, I, it just really made me think of this. She, you know, she is she is perimenopausal. She's sort of very aware of what's happening. But in the in her Pilates work, she's she said today, um, just this morning, it shows me how strong I'm not. And actually realizing how her body is changing and where she's maybe not feeling as strong as she did. Um, and recognizing little things that she maybe needs to, you know, to work on to prevent that feeling any less strong. Um, I hope that makes sense. <laughs> I just really like the way that she said it. And I think it's, um, I think like we, and it, it does just off so often just come back to that awareness and that understanding. Um, I have a, an online pelvic floor program and mm. had a late, I have a lady who's just finishing it. It's four months long and she's just kind of three and a half months into it. And I've been working with her on and off for probably, I don't know, three, two or three years. Um, and, you know, I talk about all these different things within my classes, but within the program, it's obviously very specific. Like, you know, there's a 10 minute video about this. There's a 10 minute video about your posture and how that, hmm. the, the detailed ways that that impacts your pelvic floor health. And when we were talking last night in class about what she, you know, what people have benefited from the program as they come to the end of it. And she said that, you know, I mean, she has gained so much strength in this program. I can't even tell you, but that wasn't her. That was like the last thing that she talked about. What she yeah. said is, I just feel like I really understand my body now. And I feel mm -hmm. like I've got tools that when, you know, she's got a prolapse, when, when if I just feel like my pelvic floor is not feeling great, I know what to do now. And Amazing. even though, even though she knew all the exercise, she's, you know, like I say, I've worked with her for a long time, but we didn't go into the level of detail. And, and the more you, the more you hammer it home, like sometimes people need to hear it mm. four, five, six, 20 times before yeah. it actually really feeds into their minds and their bodies. Yeah. And I think that awareness for me is just so key. Yeah. Oh, you've got me really excited for your workshop. <laughs> um, so if you don't know already, Grace's workshop is a part of the Pilates Foundation Spring Connection Weekend. Like I said before, it's the 13th to the 15th of May and Grace's workshop is on Sunday the 15th, uh, 10 o'clock till 1pm, probably with a little break in there, I think. Um, it's online and that can be accessed for 30 days afterwards. And I just really want to thank you, Grace, for joining me today. I feel like we could talk forever. <laughs> yeah, I know. Lots of, so much to say about it all. Save it for the workshop. <laughs> all right. Thank you so much and um, I'll see you all soon.